Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. What a day have we have have in store. <sighs> Dodo, do you think that we could have had a more tiring day? Yes, we could have. Oh, we 100% could have. Travel day, not so bad. Could have been worse. Like all things considered, it was an okay travel day. We didn't have any crazy delays. We didn't feel super rushed i think getting to the airport like we weren't like nervous we were going to miss our flight or anything henry was fine on the flight um it was yeah it was fine we have to say we gotta we're just it was more of a hmm rather than it being this Oh, yeah, it definitely wasn't that. It was more this. No, I don't think it was that either. No. What do you think it was? Do you have a sound? It was just like... Oh, I see. Okay. So more like a... I was trying to sing the Mario Brothers Oh, that was not at all it. You know what I'm talking about? It goes... Did it, did it, you it, did 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 it, Signs. A lot of one ways, confusing Henry to no end. A lot of interesting signals. Uh, some bike lights that said go. Some signs uh, that said trucks exit here. Some signs that said do not enter. Yeah, some signs that said wrong way. That's really, <laughs> these are all the things you pointed out to us. <laughs> He can't actually read trucks exit here, but he would like point. Usually it was like a big red sign like on a highway and he would be like, what does that sign say? And we'd say trucks exit here. Is Bo outside? It sounds like he's outside, doesn't it? Um, He did ask me if he was clicking on the C or the J, the cancel or the join network when we were in the plane. The cancel or the join? Yeah, because it saw your phone and thought you wanted to hop on your phone as a hotspot. Oh, oh that's funny. He's like, C or J? And I was like, C. And then he hit cancel. Um, Bo was on his back out there just having a great time. Well, Did you he know, get out by accident? Did I actually let no, him out again? No, um, Hillary just texted us that he's outside. Oh, okay. Um, picked Bo up from the chateau, his home away from home. Yes, we had a five-day trip. And as Matt said on our drive home, it was kind of the perfect amount of time. Yeah, it was not too long, not too short. Everything we needed to accomplish in regards to showing Henry the town, we did. Yeah, we pretty much had four full days. Yes. Because and we left on Wednesday. Our flight was supposed to leave at 7.55 a.m. We had a real debacle getting to the airport. Oh, but was standing there. Um, and suffice, we dead well, we it was just bottle? like, it was just silly because we were driving for like 15 minutes. I was like, oh, we forgot uh, his car seat. It was the best. 
Um, we drove, and Dory's like, we forgot his car seat. You know, the thing that we're like, we can't travel unless we have this thing. And I was like, well, what time is our flight? Our flight was at... 7.55. And it was 6.15 15 in the morning, and I was like, I can do this. Because it was raining. It was also it raining. Was very early. <laughs> so I barreled through the streets of Los Angeles. He really did barrel. In a way that only I could safely drive. <laughs> in a Volvo. And got it got got to the house got back on the road and then discovered and then i finally checked my email i'd not gotten any notification or text and JetBlue <clears throat> had emailed overnight that our flight was delayed and it was amazing because of you know cuz we were stressed out about getting there now with this whole debacle yeah and we like, would have still made it, but it would have been we very made it, tight. It would have been tight and it would have been stressful, but like yeah. to get that relief of stress instantaneously where it's like, just kidding. Why don't you come back to the airport like three hours later? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact we weren't already at the airport meant I, yes. I, I happily turned around, drove us home. Henry yes. was like, what are we doing? I thought we were going to the airport. I'm like, really bud, like, guess what? You're going to watch whatever you want. Alarm. And then we watched, he watched a little TV. Yeah. And I fell asleep for a little longer. You and did. And we got to the airport. Yeah. And Henry travel time was acceptable, I think. It was good. He had a he was a very well behaved child, I think, actually, believe it or not. Mostly because his feet were too far away from the seat in front of him to kick. Yeah. Thanks we, to JetBlue. We sprang for the extra even more space seats on JetBlue. And JetBlue's seats are already they already have more leg room than the average economy class seat. And then they're even more space seats. It's like, it's, it's luxurious. The amount of space. You All have. you got to do is fly a Southwest flight <laughs> and then fly on any other airline. And it's going to feel like you're, you're a big baller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really fun trip. I really enjoyed showing henry the the sights and sounds of new york city we took him on the staten island ferry uh, i took him to empire state building you had one more full day than i did because i was recording i did yeah the the empire state building and then i took him to some like slime experience thing that was a mistake that was weird that was um, a mistake yeah, that was There's still slime in his hair. I know that was that was encouraged by our host, and I was like, "Sure." I I took him out for breakfast. It was like a very sweet Mama Henry it day. Was great to see friends of the show, Mark and Chris, and their kids. Yeah, longtime listeners will remember from the My Two Dads episode. Yeah, real eggheads will remember. Yes, like in the excellent adventure iceberg. I don't know how deep they are, but they're pretty deep. You think so? <laughs> yeah, because we the f we recorded two episodes with them. Yes, and the first one we recorded with them was before they had even gotten pregnant with their right. older son. Yeah, so you know that was that was a really long time ago. Yes, or maybe they had just gotten pregnant. No, no, wait, they were. I think they were. 
expecting again. Because he just they were expecting again. They were expecting again. That's right. After after a a previous after previous pregnancy that didn't go great. Yes, yes. That's but he had not yet been born. What a weird description. A terrible of a terrible thing. Yeah, but he had not yet been born. That's right. But they were pregnant with, or their surrogate was pregnant with him. Um. Yeah, and, anyway. and he's six now. So you know that that shows you how long ago that was. He's uh, he's got a great head of hair. He's a very sweet child. He's got an olive complexion that that I'm envious of. It just doesn't quit. And, um, uh, and he has a sister. He has a sister who's got a fairer complexion. Um, but they they're and, very sweet. Uh, you know, I feel like Henry got along great with them. Yeah. And maybe I think Ruthie probably could have had Henry jumping out a window if she wanted to. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> Henry, jump out this window. You'd be like, okay, Ruthie. Um, but the first afternoon we were like hanging out with, Henry and Ruthie were hanging out. He said to her, could I see your room? <laughs> And then she just like led him to her room. Yep, it here. was like really sweet. It was very cute. Um, and what was wait? There's one other thing that we did. Transit museum. Transit museum. That's right. He. I was like, oh, this was like a little bit of a bust, and then we got to the part with the buses. <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, he wasn't really interested in the vintage train Was it even the buses? I think it was the headlight, the the traffic lights. The traffic lights and the fake crosswalk. But he did enjoy driving the bus. Yeah, quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Um, So that was cute. And you're in Brooklyn and you got the kids, take them. And he enjoyed, I think he enjoyed riding the subway. He did, yes. And, yeah, and then we saw... Um, my brother and his family, and oh, and that was just a good time that too. That was a good time. We saw my parents. Really, it's just like a, a joy to see Henry interacting with children. Yeah, and him also like not being a cuckoo bird. He, I mean, he has like really matured, which is really cool to but, see. Like he was like, I, I would describe his attitude for the most part on this vacation as pretty chill. I agree. I agree. Part of that, I think, is because, guess what, everybody? I don't know if you've listened to the show for a while, but you know our our, our stance on sleeping. <laughs> Hope you're familiar with it. Everyone listening who's heard like, oh my God, you rolled your eyes at us. Well, guess where Henry slept. Would you like to tell them? Well, the first night he slept in his pack and play. He sure did. And then the rest of the nights he slept with me. In the bed. In the bed. Minus Adida. Minus Dita. Well, Dita snores very loudly. Dita? Henry's like, Dita, you should sleep here too, but snore quiet tonight. Oh, he said that? I'm like, I'm not going to snore quiet, but it's not (laughs) happening. There is no quiet snoring. Aww. Um... Yeah, so Henry got to sleep in my bed with my wife. Well, the original plan was for Henry to sleep in a pack and play. Which he did. Which he did the first night. And then... I'm not clear on what ended that. Well, he came into our he came into our room the first morning. Yeah. 
and you were on the floor. Right. And then, and was I was a very like, soft mattress. And I was like, oh, just come in bed with me. And then the next night, we went out with Mark and Chris, and he stayed home. Oh, right. With a babysitter, and he went to bed at seven, but then he woke up at nine as though it was just like his nap. Right. So when we got home at like 10 something, he was awake and he was refusing to sleep in that pack and play. Right. And I was like, just come sleep with me. She gave up. I gave up. I and was like, then the next night. Why? It just seemed easier. <laughs> so everyone, well, we're always saying, hey, come on. You could do better. Make the kids sleep in their own pack and player room. Guess what? We're, we're just as... Dory's just as... Uh, weak. Weak. As everyone else. As everyone else. Congratulations. Yep. <laughs> we'll see what happens tonight. Hopefully he's so exhausted and happy to be in his own bed. I hope so. I, I tried to make it very clear that this was a very special vacation thing. Like when he sits forward in the car seat. Like when he sits forward in the car seat. That he's we still, have for travel. He's still rear-facing at home, even though he's giant. <laughs> well, he's under the weight limit. But he's under the weight and height limit for our car seat, which was the reason I got these car seats. Safety first. Um, But it's just funny. But anyway, that's our trip. It was a good trip. I'm glad we went. And that's why we're late on recording this episode. That's why we're late, which, you know, patron supporters already know that we were going to be we late. We got back today. Because we told them. But yeah, we got back today. And instead of like schlepping all the equipment and trying to record yesterday, I was like, Matt was like, you know what? We're just going to, we'll just record Monday. Even though I schlepped all the equipment. Anyway, just in case I snuck another microphone and another Oh, um, you did? Yeah. Huh. I had them, but like it was clear to me that it wasn't going to happen. Dory fell asleep during WrestleMania night two. Everybody, can you believe it? Well, it, I was, it was 10 o'clock. It was 10 o'clock. I think you fell asleep during the Hell in a Cell match, if I remember correctly. I was very tired. It had been a long time. I tried day. to explain wrestling to Dory in one evening, and she fell asleep. I oh, I, I also... I drove, which was unusual. How so? Well, you usually drive. Yeah, but you picked up the rental car. I did. And as we like to say, we follow the letter of the rental agreements. <laughs> um, we rented a Tesla because it was the cheapest car to rent. Great from news, Hertz. everybody. Boo. I don't Matt like them. didn't like it. I kind of liked it. But did you like sending your husband away for no, an hour and 40 minutes to charge it I, at a supercharger? I didn't like along that. Along a highway? I didn't like that. And I feel like the charging has been sold to us as like being quicker. And it was not quick. Oh, no, it's not quick. I think it's just supposed to be cheaper. And it, by the way, it wasn't that much cheaper. It was $20.31 <laughs> to fill this thing up <coughs> with, with, with battery juice. <coughs> Don't mind her. She's okay. Uh, yeah, it was $20 and 13 cents and an hour and 10 minutes of my time, which was like the big one where I was like, this is insane. And I looked next to me at all the other Tesla superchargers and it was just a bunch of other white dudes bored out of their mind in their cars. Yeah. And I was like, I do not like this. Um, no, he did not like this, but anyway, I did enjoy spending so much time at the rest stop on 95. 
I got to see McDonald's breakfast turn into McDonald's lunch. Wow, that's big. <laughs> what else did I see? All right, Matt, it's time to take a break. Okay, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. Hello. Hi. Um, just a reminder, please do email us at Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. And you can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. We love getting your emails, your voicemails, your texts. They we keep like, us going. We like getting those things. We like all those things. Um, last week, we heard from a listener who was worried that she wasn't like finding enough joy in her days with her two very small children. 
And a lot of listeners weighed in on this. They did? Yeah. Let's take a look here. First up, KC. Like the city of Kansas City, but a person in Colorado. (laughs) Hi, excellent friends. Just a quick note from a listener in Colorado. What is wrong with both of us? This is not the note. Matt's talking now. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Should I go? We shouldn't travel. Oh, no. Um, my kids are a bit older than yours, but I feel this so much, my friend, the guilt every time I do something just for me guilt because I get frustrated or angry so easily. And I'm not being the mom I want to be for them, but I'm just tapped out. I recently went back to therapy for this exact reason. Not sure if this is relevant for you, but I've noticed that in my case, the quantity slash quality of my sleep makes a huge difference in my mindset around this topic. Unfortunately, I'm a very light sleeper and my youngest wakes up to pee a couple times per night and needs help. So my sleep usually sucks too. I keep telling myself this can't last forever. I wish I had some brilliant advice, but maybe it will help just to know that there are others out there feeling the same. And as hard as it is to internalize it, Matt and Dory are right that we don't have to cherish every moment. A lot of these moments just suck. Yeah. I do think it's important to be honest about that. Be honest about the fact that not every every day is a winner. Yeah, and not every moment is a winner. And like, I think, you know, like oh, we were, like today when we were on the plane, I did not cherish when Henry had some turkey jerky and then <laughs> took the handful that he would chewed and didn't like and put it on my table on my tray. I was like, okay, he doesn't like it, whatever. But what I really didn't like was when he decided to try it again and then spit it out all over my leg. Yeah, that was gross. I was like, kids suck. <laughs> but we just finished talking for like 15 minutes about how we had such a like nice trip with him. We did. But that doesn't mean that I want to be. No, of course chewed, not. Chewed but I'm just saying, upon. I'm just saying that I think we were showing our appreciation and our joy in taking this trip. And not every moment is going to be like that. And that's okay. But it is it is good, I think, to recognize the joyful moments, if that makes sense. Yes. I'm going to sing a song about a joyful moment. Ready? Yeah. Okay. You guys, we are so excited about this Mario Brothers animated movie. We can't <laughs> wait. We have tickets for opening night. I'm kidding about all this stuff. Um. And I agree about the sleep. The sleep is is so important. I really, I value sleep a lot. Dory is the Earth's number one sleeper. I don't know about the Earth's number one sleeper, but I do place a lot of importance on my sleep because I'm just, I'm just like not in a great mood if I don't get enough sleep. And you, I know that about I'm myself. Like, I'm surprised that I'm currently even talking to you because you've been up now. For 12 and a half hours. I know. We were up at 6.15 East Coast time, which of course is 3.15 our time, and it's now almost 4 p.m. our time. So I should be crashing pretty soon. Um, All right. Amelia also wrote in about this and said, I'm emailing in response to last week's caller who said she feels guilty that she is currently in a state of sort of permanent annoyance while playing with her kids, even though she does work full time. So the time she has with her kids is somewhat limited. I had three suggestions for this listener, along with sending her my sympathy and solidarity. 
One, spend at least 30 minutes doing something for yourself almost every day. I've been in the exact same mindset as this listener. And for me, it was because every day was just work and kids and household chores. There was nothing in it for me. And it caused me to be resentful of everything. And I definitely could not enjoy kid time. There is a difference between all kids being sometimes annoying, of course, true, and we just have to roll with it, and kids being always annoying. And it sounds as if you're in that latter phase. If that is indeed where you are, then I would examine if anything in your day nourishes you. If not, I highly recommend a shift before you burn out. Take time at least five out of seven days to do something only for you. For me, it's exercise, sometimes even just a walk around the neighborhood. For my husband, it's playing piano. No one is going to volunteer this time for you, so you're just going to have to accept that it comes at the expense of you insisting you need it and you doing something less well because you're giving yourself these personal 30 minutes, e.g., Maybe you do a slightly less polished job of something at work or you finish it the next day or your kids get 30 more minutes of TV and even less mom time or everyone eats crackers for dinner instead of a hot meal. But trust me, it'll make such a huge difference to the mood you bring to the rest of the day if you give yourself those 30 minutes of you time. Um, Yeah, I said something sort of similar, but I don't think I prescribed the daily 30 minutes. So I like this like boundary a lot. Two, are you getting enough sleep? If not, this is also a reason why everything can feel annoying. Three, among the possible games you could play with your kids, pick the ones you prefer. For example, I like being outside. So if my kids want me to play Candyland, I will say I'm not in the mood for Candyland, but I will play hide and seek in our yard. Or if you hate toy cars and your kids want to play cars, instead of just defaulting to yes, can you suggest something you you like better? Play-Doh, reading stories, dance party that they also enjoy. Kids want the time with you most of all, so I think if you give them that, you have leeway to replace the activities that you find most boring with the ones you find less boring. Hope this helps, and good luck, Amelia. I sometimes try to do that. I'm like, I don't... You do, you do. You say, I don't want to do that right now, Henry. How about we go in the playroom? Mm -hmm. And then he'll go in the playroom. And usually he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I often say... Henry, what if instead of that, we watch television? <laughs> you do say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is also important to like model taking care of yourself for your kids. Not in a way that's like an, like annoying, but just in a way of like, and not in a selfish way, but it's just, it's just like showing them that you also have needs. And you're not always going to want to do what they want to do. And that's okay. Yeah. Like sometimes maybe I don't want to make you a hot dog. Exactly, Matt. Start making it at 2.30 and have it ready at 3. He had a very specific. Very specific. He laid it out. He looked at the clock. It was 2.02. And he's like, Dina, here's what you got to do. You're going to make me a hot dog. You start at 2.30 and have it ready by 3 o'clock. I was like. I don't know if we have any hot dog buns. He's like, what? Why not? I'm like, we haven't been home for a week. Uh, And then he's like, I'll have an egg sandwich then. That's funny. Um, Yes, I like all of these suggestions. Okay, Matt, do you want to read this one from Julia? Sure, I've meant. This is Julia who says hello to everybody, including Holly, who doesn't happen to be here because it's Monday. Uh... I meant to write in the past few weeks, but I finally paused the pod and opened my email. I had to respond to the listener who's feeling guilty. She isn't pumped to spend more time with her kids. 
I really identify with this. I have a 21-month-old and a four-and-a-half-year-old. My four-and-a-half is a very deeply feeling person, and sometimes I just get so overwhelmed with the prospect of navigating lots of big feelings all evening after daycare pickup and all weekend long after having to keep two little kids alive, safe, and entertained. My daughter's also amazing and funny and all the things, but there are definitely days when I close my computer after work and kind of dread daycare pickup in the evening ahead. I hope we can normalize saying that parenting isn't all sunshine and rainbows when the little kid uh, that doesn't make us bad parents who are monsters. I think Dory's advice that this is just a season in life and to season it. Did you say that? I don't think I. That's a better way of putting it. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. I, I recognize that you didn't say that because I would have remembered that. <laughs> uh, to carve off a chunk of personal time is spot on. I usually feel better when I'm able to remind myself that I won't feel this way forever. I also wanted to say I'm so sorry to hear Matt's been in a dark place. Hey, that's me. <laughs> I appreciate speaking directly about that. I've also often wondered, how does one even find work in Matt's line of work? Well, if you figure that out, let me know. Are there agents? Yes, there are. Uh, internal job board for TV writers. Um, kind of, but that is at agencies. Sort of. Sort of. I say, I say that it's very loosely. Uh, whatever the mechanics, I hope Matt finds something work-related that makes him happy soon. In the meantime, I appreciate the sole job being a co-host on the pod. Thanks for appreciating what I do. <laughs> but yeah, it's mostly who you know, so... <laughs> That's also true. If you know people who have TV shows, you can probably get a job. Uh, last totally random child-related question. I know Henry loves his crib. Well, he did anyway. <laughs> he what are your plans to. for transitioning to bed? You just wait until he asks. I'm hoping to keep kids in the crib as long as possible. Just curious how you plan to... What you plan for Henry and what kind of amazing clock-themed bedding you can get for him. <laughs> Thanks for all you do. Sent my stack a couple months ago. Nothing's changed. On the TV front or hot dog front. That's Julia in the DC metro region. Well, well, he's in a bed now. I mean, he's in his his crib convert converted to a toddler bed. So that's what he's in now. Yeah. So Jory said that he had wanted to do that while I was in Las Vegas. Was it while I was in Vegas? Yes. No. Yes. Wait. No. No, because he wasn't. had many nights. Right. But. Where was I? Where were you? What happened? Who are we? I think, were you playing golf? Oh, I remember what happened. He climbed out of his crib in the morning. Yeah. You were at golf. And I said, hey, you know, but it's not safe for you to be climbing out of your crib. If you want, we could talk about Mm. taking the bars off your crib. And he was like, yeah, I want to do that. Right. And I said, okay, well, when Dita gets home. If you still, yeah. You, you can do that. And then. I was like, well, okay, if he brings it up, then I'll do it. And then he wanted to do it. He brought it up. Oh, I think it was when, it was the day that Hillary was sick. Because you picked him up from school and then you came home and did it. Remember? Yes. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was so excited to show Hillary. Oh, my gosh. And he wanted us to get, he wanted us to go out that Saturday night so that our other babysitter, Katie, who usually does like date night babysitting, he was like, why don't you guys go out on Saturday night? We were like, what? He's like, so Katie can come so I can show her my bed. And I was like, oh. 
<laughs> and I was like, sorry, bud. I'm going to Vegas. Show Holly on Sunday. It was really cute. He was so excited. Um, and then, you know, this these last few days, he slept in a regular old bed with me. Yay, yay, yay. I was, there were a couple times I was like, is he going to fall out of the bed? But he never did. Yeah, I, he was precariously dangling when yeah, I got there in there. There were a couple of times that he was pre- definitely precariously dangling. Um, so, anyway, that's the update on the bed. And it's about time to take another break. Okay, let's do that. All right, we'll be right back. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, we're back and we have a voicemail. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. Hi, Dorian Matt. This is Megan from Tampa Bay area. Um, and Brisbane. I just paused the pod for the first time to record this quick voice memo to the listener who said... <laughs> that she feels guilty for not enjoying playing with her kids more. (laughs) I just wanted to call in and say, um, me too. Um, although I probably don't feel that guilty about it. Um, (laughs) but I do hate it. Um, (laughs) my husband thankfully is quite good at play. Um, uh, and when I'm talking about play, I mean like, um, you know, playing with like figures, like action figure play, um, any kind of imaginative play. Um, <laughs> I would rather remove my toenails with a spoon than um, than do that. Um, and my and it's what my son really loves to do. Take some time. So what I've done, I, I I didn't just call to tell you what horrible human I am. I called because. I wanted to to explain what I've done to kind of get around this is that I've found certain things that I don't mind to do, um, that, that I don't hate and I encourage those and I actively, um, participate in those, um, when, I guess when forced, if I'm really honest, but I also work full time and my, um, my son, who's just turned five, is in preschool. So I do get the mum guilt of not being there all the time and then feeling like just, oh, I'm so annoyed. I don't want to have to play and spend my weekends, um, you know, with the um, kid play type stuff. But anyway, I found some things that I don't mind. Like, I actually kind of like board games. So I've uh, made an effort to get him into things like Guess Who?, Connect Four, Tic Tac Toe, um, Trouble was one we got recently. I actually love a game of um, Snakes and Ladders um, or Shoots and Ladders, as the Americans call it. Um, 
So I think in chess, actually, he just got into chess. One of his teachers has been teaching them to play chess and I don't mind playing a bit of chess with him. So that's one thing that I've found to be um, kind of a, a way around still feeling like I'm engaging and playing, but I found some things that I don't, um, that I don't absolutely hate to do. So hope that helps. And um, this is Megan again, Tampa area. Um, I just recently gave my stats, so I won't do that again. Okay, bye. Thank you, Megan, for I think being a human being. Finding, I mean, that's it, right? Finding the things that you both like to do. Games is good. Games are a good one. My brother is playing Guess Who with his daughter over the weekend. Yes. And they tied. It was 1-1. Yeah. I'm keeping track. She had a great question about teeth. It really <laughs> took him by surprise. Well, I think it just took everybody by surprise how many of them were smiling, showing teeth versus not. Yes. Um, thank you for the voice call slash digital message of fun. Thank you. Um, and then we got a last text on this subject. For the caller that was having trouble keeping the joy alive, we all have been there. And for me, I found therapy helped with that and more. Um, also a great suggestion. Thank you, Stephen, from the Chicago suburbs in a 2,300 square foot home. Two adults, three kids, one dog. And last hot dog was a few days ago, chili dogs. I mean, depending on the dog use, chili dogs can count. Wow. Depending on the dog use. Wow. Okay. I mean, look, I said. You said what you said, okay? I said to Allison, sister-in-law, that I like KM Natural Casing hot dogs. And I was in Connecticut. And instead of a, oh, those are good, I got a, you do? Gross. Well, listen, she spoke her truth. <laughs> um, yes, therapy. Always, always a good suggestion. Um, okay, we are finally going to switch to a different topic. Different topic, but a new signal. This is from Anonymous. Hi, guys. I'm putting out the toddler rejection signal. Due to a pandemic layoff, I was a stay-at-home parent for the first 21 months of my son's life while my husband worked. Eventually, I got a new job that I love, and we sent him to daycare for the first time. Things were very difficult at first, then they got better. Now we're finally in our preferred daycare, ridiculous wait list, and he absolutely loves school. The problem is that somewhere along the line, my two and a half year old developed a real data preference and became a little anti-mama. I'm thrilled that my husband and son have such a strong bond. He's an amazing father, but it is rough being greeted with get out mama when I wake my son up in the morning or being told to go away mama, I want data when I pick him up from daycare he will even squirm away from me when i try to pick him up but leap into dad's arms the weird part is that he's actually very affectionate when he's not actively pushing me away he constantly says i love you mama and gives me hugs and cuddles unprompted but this just makes the rejection hurt that much more when he gets into the no mama mode i just tell him that i love him so much and mama is here for him when he is ready i know i know he's a toddler and just beginning to exert independence but i can't help but feel like I'm doing something wrong. Logically, I know that this has to be a phase and I try to validate his feelings and not show that it bothers me, but it does it really does hurt my feelings. Um, have any eggheads dealt with this? Any advice? Thanks, anonymous one toddler, two adults in 2,500 square feet, no hot dogs. Hmm. Okay. We deal with it all the time. We deal with it all the time. I would also like to offer a slight reframing of the narrative, as we like to say on Forever 35. And that is that 
he is telling you these things like, get out, mama, you know, I don't want to see you, mama, right now, because he has a secure attachment to you. He feels secure enough in your relationship that he feels like, I can tell mama when I don't want to hang out with her, and she's still going to love me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even have to worry about that. And he's right. You do. Uh, toddlers are also experts at recency bias. Yes. Oh my gosh. After I spent that one day with Henry in New York when Matt was working, he was like, he was like, Mama. And then Matt and I went out to dinner with Mark and Chris. And then afterwards he was like, Dita, go away. And then he said to me, Mama, I want us to go out to dinner. <laughs> just me and you. And I was like, okay. And I was just thinking, this is just because we spent one day together. I mean, cut to the next night. Dude, I want you to stay in the bed. Yeah. Mama sleep in the in the playpen. <laughs> Mama sleep in there, in my room. So, you know, it's just like, uh, I, what I would maybe. I mean, what happened today when we, you know, we had a long trip with him. Yep. Spent a lot of time with him. Yep. He had a great affection for both of us. Yep. We walked in the door today. Yep. Hillary was uh, already waiting. Yep. And what did he do? What was the first thing he said to us? Okay, Mama and Dita, goodbye. Yep. <laughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> and he said it like with a huge grin on yep. his face. I want, I want you guys to get out so I can turn this box over. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, okay, bye. Um, I mean, I know it, it I, it, I, I know it's so hard not to take this stuff personally. And I think each of us has taken it personally at various points. I don't I don't know if we've ever actually taken it no. personally. I mean we start we felt the sting. Yeah, I'm you feel sure, you yeah. feel the sting, but then it's like eh. Not to yeah, I'm um, not saying what you're not feeling. What you're feeling isn't real. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. What you're feeling is totally valid, but I think I think try to like fake it till you make it. Like keep doing what you're doing. You're responding, I think, in the exact right way. And keep responding that way. And then like eventually you will actually feel that way. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I would suggest is if you can, say to him. Pretend you're gone. Disappear for a few days. You could disappear for a few days. But I was actually going to say. I was kidding. Well, I was going to say have a, you know, have a day or a morning or an afternoon that is just the two of you doing something together alone Mm -hmm. and don't give him the option. Like, you know, maybe your husband disappears and you hang out. Maybe he likes golf. Maybe he likes golf. Um, And I would just hang out with him. I was going to say fake your death um, and then wait for your kid to get real sad about it and then come back and go, see, (laughs) you do like me. Uh... <laughs> Didn't like it so much, did you? All right. That was dumb. I apologize to everyone listening. Um uh, but I'm curious to hear how others have dealt with this and especially kind of getting over the sting of it. All right, Matt, we got one last text that I think you should read. I'll do my best. From Beth. Matt had to pod the pause. Pause pause the pod. Magicians are liars. Yes, I don't believe in magic either. I see you. Thank you so much, by the way. Side note, I used to work in a theater 
and did do a magic show, so I can appreciate some of the skill, but doesn't change the fact that I still don't believe in magic. <laughs> it makes me grumpy and uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel the same about stand-up comedy, and wonder if it's the same for you. Uh, Beth from Edmonton, not going to borrow my stats today. Uh, you feel the same about stand-up comedy? What do you mean? You think comedians are liars? Hmm. I think it depends on the jokes being told, for sure. And I wonder if that's what you meant. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know, Beth. Text back. From Edmonton, Ontario. I just thought you would feel seen Thank by you. someone Any else. magicians out there, go <laughs> lie to somebody else. <laughs> All right. Well, this brings us to the end of the show. Thanks Time for listening. Time to thank the patrons who float my boat and row my boat ashore. Thank you guys for supporting the show. It's my only job right now, so thank you, thank you, and thank you. If you're at the four or $5 level or above every month, not only do you get a bonus podcast, we also get your name right on the podcast each and every month. You also get the back catalog of Patreon episodes if you decide to stand, uh, sign up now. There's a ton in there. So thanks to the following folks. Angie James. Britt S. Baker. Josephine W. Ariana Perry. Bethany. Bonnie L. Brittany Dyer. Carol Balala McNamara. Cecily Templeton. Christina. Diana Martin. You skipped Christina Keller. I know. I didn't mean to. Um, Emily F. Erica. Evelyn Schmevelin. Jamie Stoke. Jenna Marie Nelson. Jennifer Zayas. Maria Baker. Mary Jo George. Magana Prasad. Melissa Bozeman. Nassim Kansari. Olivia Fahey. Alicia. Anna Ratliff. Charlotte Nunes. Don. Katie Allen. Lane and Kate Sepla. Mickey Smith. Mimi Steinberg. Ronit Mazzoni. Sophia F. Stephanie S. Cody Downs. Kristen Schuff. Carolyn Land. And Emily Chapin. Thank you, everyone. Everyone else, get your name on the list. Support the show. Patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Bye. Bye.